Sometimes as a podcaster, you aim big. You have a, a great plan, a great idea, and a, a great concept, and and you 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 strap on your your wax wings and you fly, fly, podcasters, fly. And sometimes, sometimes, you fly a little too close to the sun. That's what's happening in today's episode as we talk about our final Clone War entry, Star Odyssey. everybody and welcome back to your new favorite show although i'm not sure that you're going to consider that after we're done talking today uh the more you nerd my name is drew your host here and today we are rounding out our clone wars month as we talk about some of the best and worst star wars ripoffs of the late 1970s early 1980s talking about 1979's star odyssey uh an italian film uh if you can call it that uh but i i certainly can't do this alone this week miles how are you buddy i am feeling it this week (laughs) yeah so this gang just a heads up it's probably gonna be a pretty short episode uh because this movie was bad this movie was very bad and uh there's unfortunately just not a lot to say it was not so bad it was good it was just bad um star odyssey uh sometimes known as uh sete omoni doro nello spazio seven gold men in space which i don't know what that means either uh when it comes to to this title um, it is a film by Italian uh, director Alfonso Brescia. Uh, who, it is sometimes also known as Space Odyssey, uh, Metallica, and Captive Planet. Uh, not Captain Planet. That would be more interesting. Captive Planet. Um, it is the fourth film that uh, that that uh, Alfonso Brescia made in the same couple of years uh the, he also made movies called cosmos war of the planets battle of the stars and war of the robots uh and this was the fourth in that and a lot of the props a lot of the costumes are the same and a lot of the actors are the same um who boy miles i don't know where to begin with so, this movie when we started this month we knew we might find some stuff because i i want to be trepidatious about um expressing our uh for lack of a better term enjoyment of this film because this podcast is we we generally pride ourselves on on being fairly objective on being you know uh even keel or at least kind of try not to play the typical sarcastic nerds yes and you know that that was that was a um a sentiment that this this podcast was founded on when Drew and Mike started it 11 years ago and a tradition that Drew and I like to keep going. But occasionally there is something that tests that. And I don't mean to overdo it because this, like Drew said, this is not a, a case where it's so bad it's good. I I disagree with Drew in that 
per a prior conversation before we started recording, I think this would have been a decent filler episode of MST3K had the riffing been on point because there have been several Spanish and Italian films of similar caliber on that show through its 13 seasons, well, ongoing 13, that are not dissimilar from this. And some have turned out to be favorite episodes. Some have been pretty decent, and then some have just kind of been a little flat as well. Sure. This this one is weird because my most of my viewing of Italian cinema, for the most part, comes from their Italian giallo films, which is uh, the progenitor to the slasher genre, and a handful of other uh, creature features, because uh, especially in the 80s and early 90s, Italy was known for um, not paying too much attention to American copyright laws when it came to sequels. <laughs> so if a film did very, very well, then it was just called something to uh, Evil Dev's called La Casa. And there was several La Casa films, even if they were not at all related. I have a film called Cruel Jaws, which internationally was known as Jaws 5. Uh, zombie as it's known here, or Zombie 2, was a sequel to George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. So that's kind of where most of my stuff with Italian cinema comes from, with the occasional uh, drama here and there. I haven't seen a ton of their science fiction. And Star Wars ripoffs, or things that are perceived as Star Wars ripoffs, are probably not the best thing, because um, as as Drew stated at the time of the show, the director directed four Space Odysseys, uh, space operas. Um, I don't know the quality of them. This is the only one we watched. But based off of this one, I mean, outside of a laser sword scene, I wouldn't even call this a Star Wars ripoff. I mean, they have some some droids that could be yeah, they have some, droids, some, but some robots that could be considered. But in in the same way that I wouldn't at all. <laughs> in the same way that a lot of the other, you know, all three of the other movies that we have covered. Are, don't really hew that close to Star Wars. Like this movie and uh, and uh, Legend of Orin last week had swords of some kind. I'm going to call them shiny swords because they certainly weren't uh, laser swords in this movie. Um, but uh, so, OK, let's not get in. only that. Uh, go for it. Well, I want to talk a little bit about that because I, I i do disagree because i feel like battle beyond the stars was fairly close to the, the source material of a new hope it, it, it stylistically certain yeah with certain choices like i mean that one is the closest and even then it's like it feels a little more i think you said it, uh, a little more star trek than star wars yes in in parts but my problem with this film, obviously, is that it doesn't remind me of Star Wars. This was done on the very, very cheap. And and sometimes when that's done in some of the European countries, it tends to feel like it came like a, like a movie that came out 15 years prior. <laughs> I mean, this movie feels like something that was filmed in 1949. I mean, this oh, is. Oh, no, it's in color. So, well. <laughs> what passes for color <laughs> okay so, so let's, let's get into the, the plot yeah, of let's, this movie. let's 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 so, us into the plot of this movie <laughs> so the the 
Oh, gosh. How to talk about this plot of this movie without just. OK, so the overall plot of this movie is that there is a, a an evil guy named Cress, not like the toothpaste. There's no T at the end, just Cress. And he has gone to a an auction, an alien auction of planets, and he has bought the rights to the planet Earth and is going to just go and collect uh, his his uh, collect his prize uh, and all of the stuff on it. But um, wouldn't you know it? Nobody told the humans of Earth that Soul Three, a.k.a. their planet, was uh was getting was getting purchased so the humans set out to defend the planet from cress they fail horribly uh millions of people die uh using leftover war footage i believe is what that is oh 100 percent. there might be a nuclear test footage in there somewhere um uh uh anyway um and and so it falls to to this this professor who is named uh, Professor Mori, like like Mori Povich, <laughs> uh, to build a team to, to to fight back. I don't know. Like this movie's so bad. Uh, okay, so the team. Professor Mori's niece named Irene. <laughs> a sneeze is more interesting than this movie. Um, Professor Mori's niece. Oh, I Irene. I muted myself. <laughs> no, you did not. And you know what made the episode like this? This is going to be bad podcasting. I'm just I'm I'm sorry, gang. I'm sorry. So uh, you got Irene like you got Irene, who is the, the professor's niece, who is gathering all these people. You've got her uh, current boyfriend. Uh, Oliver Hollywood Carrera, who no, they don't call Ollie. They call him Holly the entire movie. I don't know why I blame the dubbing. And and uh, again, it should be noted. This is an Italian production and there are certain scenes where actors who are largely Italian or uh, Italian adjacent are doing the 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 performing. But if you if you're reading the lips, it is very clear that at least in some scenes, they are speaking English that is then overdubbed. So I was going to try to give this movie the benefit of the doubt and say, like, oh, maybe there's a little more, a little more context, a little more subtlety, a little more interesting thing happening in the Italian version. But I couldn't find the Italian version, and I'm not so sure that it exists. Well, a lot of times they were filmed with international intent, and so they had an English track. So it would likely have been close. Yeah, it's not always. Um, it's not, it's not often the the J- Japanese English dub Godzilla situation. It's a lot of times a lot of these movies were were basically filmed with either two tracks in mind or they would refilm the scene with some actors speaking in English. And, and we did see that in some of the Showa era Godzilla movies where you had American and English actors portraying, you know, characters that, you know, were speaking in English on set. Uh, I believe we covered that in one of the Monster X movies. Yes. And there there's a there's an interesting uh, history about some of that, which you can listen to if you uh, head on over to Kaiju versus history, Uh, because there are some there's some interesting performances and uh, interesting career moves in that, like 
one person uh, didn't care for his Japanese dialogue, so he just ad-libbed most of his lines. But then they lost the track, so he had to re-record all of his lines and just guess what he said. <laughs> uh, and, and we even saw that with Message from Space, which was a, a Japanese uh, Star Wars clone uh, just a couple weeks ago, where you had an American actor speaking in English and, you know, a couple of American actors speaking English in that as well. Um, so uh, other other members. So we've talked about Irene. We've talked about Holly. Uh, we also have Dirk Laramie, who I believe is the only character to be given both a first and last name in this film. There are a lot of characters that have first names. It's a few characters that have last names. Dirk Laramie, I think, is the only one in this movie that has both. Good on you, Dirk. Dirk is known in this movie for being sort of the Han Solo-ish sort of vagabond with his mustache and his Spider-Man t-shirt. Yes, you heard that right. For a large portion of this movie, he is wearing a black Spider-Man t-shirt with the Spider-Man webbing design. And this is years before the Spider-Man black costume. So it's just a web with a very Spider-Man looking spider on the front as this dude is using some sort of space magic powers that, by the way, they never explain uh, to uh, to. They don't explain anyone's magic powers. There there are certain characters that do have some sort of hypnotism or force uh, abilities. Half of the characters have some sort of power and I don't understand it. <laughs> uh, so so uh, in addition, we do have to. So so Dirk is tasked with breaking out these two scientists uh, from from this prison uh, scientists by the name of Sean and Bridget. Yes. Notice that I said Sean and Bridget. They have no last names. So many of these characters have no last, has no last names. Um, uh, so they break the, them out of prison because they are super smart chemists and scientists that are going to work on this project. And they also need to get a guy named Norman who is some kind of a gymnast slash UFC fighter, but he only fights robots. So uh, the, the problem with describing the the ingredients of this movie is that when you say it out loud, it's oh, that's crazy enough. It might be fun. And here's the thing. If I was with Drew in person and we were imbibing, I could I could see us having fun because yes. my my attitude is always if I am entertained in any capacity, there is value to the film. When you're watching it by yourself without any sort of additive to it, it is not only is it bad, it's not that it's bad. It's that it is one. I just it's devoid of joy. Yes. And and whimsy. And it's not just that, oh, that must mean it's dark and gritty. No, it's just I feel like someone said we need to make a space movie because Star Wars is making money. Like this is the this is the one movie, even even above Battle Beyond the Stars, this is the one movie that just feels cynical in its making because they they put little to no effort in the design of anything they put little to no effort in the actual production of the film in terms of its sets and we'll call them special effects 
I mean, it is it is not dissimilar from filming a bunch of friends in a backyard. And I know that can sound fun because there have been good movies that do that. But this is not one of them. This is cynical filmmaking of someone trying to make something on the cheap for a quick buck. And I think movies like this are the reason some beam films get derided because this is what people would have considered to be quote unquote sh- actual schlock. Yes. And this, this is so, so like, okay. So, so when we talk about poorly made, this is something that I'm so, so we talked about how the, the bad guy bought the, the bought the planet in an auction. Okay. So the order of scenes, we see the opening where crest comes to attack the planet. We see, we're introduced to a number of characters as they go to try to defend and fail and crest destroys cities and talks about taking slaves. Um, that's a whole other thing in this movie. That oh gosh, is, there are some problematic conversations in this film. Uh, we also are introduced to professor Mori and Irene and Irene goes to recruit, uh, to recruit Dirk Laramie and, all of this stuff. And, and, and then we're introduced to Norman, who is, who is, like I said, like a space UFC fighter who fights robe uh, this robot. He fights robots in the arena. And in the middle of that fight, in the middle of when Dirk and Irene are going to bust Bridget and Sean out of jail, the movie stops and shows you the planetary auction that presumably has already happened before all of this, as well as the beginning to the scene that introduces Dirk up to the point where Irene enters the mix. And it, there is no context for why it's cut this way. It's like they, they just sliced off the front of the movie and just randomly stuck it in the middle of the movie. It does not make sense. And it's furiously frustrating to, to see this because it's 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 bad filmmaking. It's not fun. It is lazy. It is like, oh, we need to start this with action. So we're going to start with an action scene and we'll just we'll make that up later. There's not even like a, oh, and this is how it happened. You know, flashback scene. It just the movie just goes there and then it picks back up in the middle of, of, of the robot fight again. It's bad. Yeah, and I, I I really struggle because I mean I have I have professed many times in the history of uh, every show that I have been on, um, the Morning Nerd Cosmic Crit, uh, other guest podcasts, <laughs> uh, Kaiju versus History. I I'm a fan of trash. I love trashy movies, and I love B movies. This is not it. This, this is not the. This oh is man, not, this movie's so so this bad. Is not, this it's is not, not bad. a. This is not a B movie. This is not even a C minus movie. This is an F plus. And and, and, and I, again, I, I hate that we're just we're just we're absolutely haranguing this film, in, in a fashion that is very very not us. I I know. And I'm I, and so so here and I'm trying I'm trying to come out with anything that I can find to to talk about this. And as I said, the concept of this movie, reading it out loud and which is partly why we chose to cover this movie, because the concept sounds kind of interesting. But 
it's it's not it's it's not in the movie. This is not the movie that we see. And and okay, so we haven't even gotten to the other cast of characters. So we've got Sean and Bridget, and they are meaningless. They're scientists. They do a science scene at one point where Bridget, being one of two women in this movie, is dressed in a, a leather corset bikini. I guess it's a one piece. It's not a bikini, but uh, for no reason other than it was Italy yeah. in 1979. Um, she's also on the cover uh, with uh, Dirk Laramie's arm around her. That, that's not how the movie goes. Dirk is in love with Irene. That's the whole part of this, that whole part of that movie. Um, but then we, we, but as after we recruit Norman, who is again, the robot UFC fighter, we are introduced to we think oh good we now have the full cast but no norman has will only agree to to join this crew if they can rescue two other people the characters of tilk t-i-l-k and tilly that are two robots who are madly in love with each other and who are rescued from a junkyard after they have attempted suicide. <sighs> yeah. Miles. And Miles, I'm going to ask they, you, I'm going to ask you a very honest question right now, because we're going to skip to the end of this movie, because I, we have to say this. I have to talk about this and I don't want to, but I have to. At the end of the movie, after the good guys save the day and all of that, mm-hmm. Tilk and Tilly are finally, because they have memory loss because of their suicide attempt, uh, they yeah. finally realize or remember why they were going to end it all in the first place. Miles, why? They do why, indeed. Why, why were they going to, to do that? Um, because they could not... Um consummate their relationship yeah so the two robots couldn't uh lie in the marital bed as they might have said in the day and so therefore therefore tilly the female robot could not prove her love to tilk the male robot so they decided to both end it all uh and to which point Professor Maury laughs from across the room and says, ha, 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 ha. well, I can design something to take care of that. Ha, 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 ha. The end. It's not just that. Their, their entire relationship the entire time is this weird, lazy, I'm going to be as misogynist as possible dialogue throughout the film it's and it is i mean it's 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 abysmal in that in that respect and i'm just trying to think of anything that i i actively enjoyed i actually you know what i did i i will i will say that i there was a couple of things that 
before the movie got started off proper, I was like, oh, that 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 kind of that all right, all right. Was it the mustaches? Um, there were some pretty good mustaches in this movie, I have to say. There were there were some there were some Gundam level mustaches in this ha- movie. Holly's, that's for sure. Holly's mustache in particular was very, very good, very <laughs> manicured. Um the music at the very beginning of the movie kind of rules. Okay. But what, it's what, also completely wrong for the movie. But then there is one little jingle that keeps coming back and like totally just destroys this film. Uh, look, gang, I I told Miles I I should capture that, and then I decided no, I don't want to capture this. I refuse to capture this. <laughs> I refuse to capture this bad jingle because it's like it's 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 bad. It is like a a a a carousel theme that is just play- it's a space carousel that's played yeah, over yeah everything in this movie um there, there was also a moment that that made me laugh when um at the very beginning of the movie when one of the i guess the admiral whatever is like you were witnessing our first contact with an alien race and this dude's like yes and i'm ready to shake your hand <laughs> and it's like and this is after they've already fired <laughs> nuclear weapons at the alien <laughs> there are some scenes where like i'm pretty sure these characters are in different movies and i wonder if someone got like (laughs) the wrong page of the wrong movie script uh there there are two things that i like as well and i'm going to mention them now norman whose character i strongly dislike um he he kind of uh prances around the set in in like a like an arrow Fli- like an arrow flynn kind of way <laughs> but like imagine a 10 year old doing arrow flynn and that's about the level we're talking about you're and, making it sound too cool well because I, I find it funny is really why because this dude is Actually, like I, okay picture an unironic arty the strongest man in the world and that's kind of the vibe this guy has. I think that's I an insult that to Artie. Fun, but it's not. <laughs> so, so towards the sort towards the end of the movie, there is a big sword fight with these horrible, uh, horrible swords uh, that just look bad. They're just shiny, shiny metal, uh, like they're spray painted to to reflect. But uh, and Norman is just dancing around, and it's the worst sword play you've ever seen. But he's dancing around, and then the ship that they're uh, that they're trying to capture, the alien ship starts to to about it starts heating up like it's going to explode and everybody gets out of dodge and they're out in the world and they're literally running away from the ship and miles you're going to see this but nobody else is going to see this so everybody else sort of goes and they walk two feet ahead of norman off camera and norman just does this leap off camera and he's like (laughs) oh dirk i almost lost it and dirk just says you sure did because <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a completely unnecessary leap now norman does have some very interesting like this dude seems like he's some kind of gymnast he's got some very high level of skill um like I, he does some cirque du soleil level kind of per, like performances and balancing acts and things like that Um, but the the other thing i will say that i actually did like about this movie is we of course this movie does not open with uh the it's in the middle of the movie we see cress winning earth in uh in this this auction and at the end of the movie after cress has been defeated he's lost a bunch of his androids and all of this stuff (laughs) 
he goes back to the auction and he sells the planet Earth to somebody else for a profit. He sells it at the end of the movie for more than he bought it at the beginning of the movie. And there's something very funny about that to me that uh, I did actually enjoy subtly. Um, but other than it, that, I was honestly so confused about what was going on. I couldn't even like appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is uh, one na- main character death in this movie. Uh, Holly, uh, Oliver Hollywood Carrera does give his life in the service of his planet. Um, but really, I believe that's only so that Irene, who has been romantically involved with Holly, has no problems getting back together with Dirk at the end of the movie. Um, Boy, Miles, this this is a short episode, gang. I'm not sure how much more I have to say about this thing. It was uh, this was a trial. This was a huge trial. And I, I, I need to lean on you, Miles, to help me through this. So, again, I, I, I just I feel bad. And when, when we were talking about th- this episode, because we had gone back and forth on what we wanted to do for this, we were going to end on a different movie. Um and I really, really wish I had started this earlier in the week so that we could have. Yeah. Because I don't I just don't like talking like even if I don't like a movie, I can usually like talk about something. And here it's just it's one of those um, it's one of those releases that is largely lost to time for a very good reason. Um, this is one that has gotten a couple of lifts of the, uh, you know, worst movie ever podcasts. And it's on a number that, of Star Wars ripoff lists. And I just. Which I is why we chose it. Yeah, because it, I mean, we, we chose tiles that kept coming up because we wanted to really get the idea of what what people at the time considered a Star Wars clone. And I mean, and we, this we month all- so far has kind of confirmed what I always believed is is like no one had any clue what they were talking about yeah and we we did not purposefully choose to do uh the movie that is uh sort of known around certain circles as turkish star wars we chose not to do that because we thought i mean is it going to be that engaging is it going to be that interesting are we just going to make fun of it the whole time that's not really a whole vibe and so we looked at star odyssey as as a replacement for that we actually had a whole other movie that we thought is this really even considered an actual Star Wars ripoff? Does this movie deserve a different topic to cover it in? And that's why we chose not to do that movie. It will probably show up at some point this year because it's something that I have never seen. Um, but uh, but that's yeah. We- and I I, I, reg- I regret opening my mouth uh, on that note because I just I wish that we had watched that instead. Yeah, um, you can you can talk about what it might have been in the comments. Um, but it would say definitely a much better uh, made movie than this. Um, but yeah, I think this is this is going to be a record short episode for us because I'm just I'm out of steam on this. This was this was not a fun experience and I don't want to talk about it anymore. Star Odyssey sucks. It's it's bad and it makes me feel bad watching it. Um, and I'm done talking about it. Uh, Miles next week (laughs) next week we're actually not going to do an episode we are taking a week off we've got something to do for another podcast of ours that we are both on as well as having some vacation stuff going on so miles and i are taking next week off 
we planned on this, but now after this week, I really could use a break <laughs> from talking about <laughs> this stuff. Uh, well, you know, we're not, we're actually not getting a break. So, I mean, it's <laughs> we're still doing other things. That's true. Um, but, but yes. But a week after that, as we return in June, we are ba- still bandying about uh, some some new topics. We've got a couple things in, but uh, I believe the general concept that we're running with and this will get this will get you know rounded out is hot video game summer. What that means, what that's going to look like, you'll just have to tune back in and see. Please promise us you will. I hope we haven't burned bridges with our listeners by like, why did you make us watch this terrible movie, Drew? Why did you do it? Well, we actively told you not to. Um, And uh, yeah, again, I just I just feel bad that this was our vibe this week. I hate having this vibe. But I mean, this is not something. And I know when people hear this, oh, I got to check this out. You really don't. Well, because the other three movies especially the last week a message from space and and uh, uh i think both of us have agreed that that's kind of the most fun we've had this month like oh message from space was an absolute blast I, this, like i i did not dislike this 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 concept i did not dislike what we did and two of the, I, I the mean, four movies i really actually kind of liked you could honestly do a whole like mini show off of this concept uh really but yeah i I just, I don't like being, I don't like having that vibe. I really don't. I know I've said that several times, but it really just, it bums me out. But at the same time, I can't good in, co- in good conscience be like, oh yeah, there's this, 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 and this, and this works. It really doesn't. It just, it feels like a very cynical movie made with the barest minimum of care um, or actually devoid of care. And it was just made to get, put out there and it bums me out and it bums me out that i have to act like the very kind of people i don't like listening to who are just like and that's why we we, there was we could have made this whole thing let's make fun of this movie and made a bunch of yucks and jokes and and everything i mean there were some genuinely funny moments to point out and laugh at but i just don't want to do that i this one really bummed me out and writing good you know, jokes about this movie would take watching it more times than I care to do that. And that's uh, well, like, I mean, if, if you and I were ha- uh, doing a stream on like Amazon's shared thing on Twitch and we were having drinks. Yeah. And we had a, a little chat to, to do something with. I can see that being fun. I can see the intrinsic value of this movie for that purpose. Unfortunately, unlike other movies that get riffed on and stuff, I can't see any other value for this film because there are movies that i think are trash that people like 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 the the filmography of uwe bowl like i've seen like and this should give you uh, an example i've seen a lot of those movies in theaters just because typically with friends and typically after we had drinks but still like there's a lot that i consider bad and fun or bad and entertaining or oh man if they just had some money or maybe some different actors this would have really worked this is not the case, and this is not an invitation to seek this movie out. This is a warning. Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, that is where we're going to end this week's episode. If you'd like to reach out to us you can find- <laughs> on, on that on that delightful note. <laughs> yeah, on that wonderful, positive note, go back and listen to some of our more fun episodes. Uh, TheMoreYouNerd.com where you can find this 
unfortunate episode as well as 11 years of other episodes you can tweet to us at the more you nerd you can go to facebook.com slash the more you nerd and of course you can email us the more you nerd at gmail.com that's the more you nerd at gmail.com and we're gonna end the show as we always do with all we can muster for arousing nerd, nerd. Out. Out.